Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Put your hands up! Put your hands up! Put your hands up! Put your hands up! In air, everybody go ready. Talk in the microphone. Oh man, I'm garbage. I am already garbage. I don't know how to begin. I don't know what to do. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with hip hop Henry Zabrowski. Yep. Nothing cooler than that. And uh, everyone loves a Polish rapper. I mean, see how goose pumply? Like, it's kind of cold in here, and I'm wearing my boy shorts. You I can really that. see the hair stick up oh, on my knees. Oh, I love it. Marcus Parks is with us as well. Hello. Well, blood, 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 <laughs> blood, wow. blood, blood, blood. This is going to be a lot of blood in this episode. Yeah. And it's mostly just because what I think it's just really important for everybody. That this is talking from one broad strokes thinker to another. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. I am. I am. A, I'm an idea man. Yeah. Right. I'm not yeah. a logistics guy. Who cares about logistics? <laughs> they're the only thing, just because they're the things that actually accomplish the goal that you have with your wide stripes. Who cares? Whatever. It takes an idea to start the ship, and then all of these seamen, they crawl <laughs> all over it, and then they direct it. I don't know what they do, but Absolutely. I started the ship. I don't know if that metaphor even works. But today's episode is all about how, while you do, it's, it is important to have the broad idea, man. Absolutely. He, sa- he's in, he inspires people. Like, I inspire you too. He in, sets it, the tone. Yes. He sets the tone. And then when you get somebody else, uh, you, gotta get, you have to have a detailed person. Though. That's sure. the thing. And today's- well, this is Marcus is a kind of a detailed yeah, guy. Absolutely. more type A. But yeah. this episode shows how if you don't have at least one anal retentive nerd mm. in the group, well, you're going to fail. You're going to well, fall Well, then we're going to be just <laughs> fine, boys. My anal has been retaining everything as of late. It's been a long time. Since I've had a BM. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. We're talking the children of thunder. So when we last left Taylor Helzer and his two cult followers, the trio were just getting comfortable with the idea of committing violence in service of Taylor's vision. Because Taylor had convinced his brother, Justin Helzer, and his most ardent follower, Don Godman, that God was cool with murder in certain situations. You know, they really jumped so quickly into murder like the idea of like it was like the third idea that he had he's like you know some people are gonna have to die for this and they're all like yeah yeah yep Yep. why not Mm -hmm. i went to bed and i was like "Mm, how do i feel about murder and i was like i don't love it but you know i woke up today 
And I am just like, I love it. I had a change of heart. I had an aha dream. And I love murder now. Isn't that weird? Oh, it's because you killed a bunch of people in your dreams? I don't know, man. (laughs) In addition to using the Bible to justify murder, Taylor also took the name for his little trifecta of weirdos, the Children of Thunder, from the book of Mark, chapter 3, verse 17. In this verse, disciples James and John were named the Sons of Thunder, which Taylor adapted into the gender-neutral Children of Thunder. Golf clap for wokeness. Wow, good for him. Yes, he's a, what, more than a double murderer? But at least he recognized that his group is multiple different types. You're right, yeah. you're right. Nice? Yeah. Um, and they, uh, do you know that the Sons of Thunder is the name of the band from Airheads? Oh, they're no kidding. No, I thought that that was that's they're the Lone Rangers. They what? That's right, the Lone <laughs> Rangers. Marcus yeah, point, how, counterpoint. Now yeah, I remember how are they, that. Too. Yeah, remember like how are you lone if there's three of you? Wow. Well, either way, you stand <laughs> we'll corrected. All of this out. No, we have to keep that in. That's a point counterpoint. That that's in. a victory yeah. for Marcus. So he does need to Thank have you. a score. He's always he's got the outline. Yes, but that was an improv. Little outline. That was an improv. Yeah, when I'm not around, you don't know the difference between fucking dandelions. If and you daffodils, bring it up so, again, yeah. I swear if to you fucking bring Christ. It up again, <laughs> you have 500 pounds of pure German and Polish meat attacking your bones. Yeah, man, we're gonna crush you, dude. Yeah. This is what. Yeah. This is what. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, according to Christianity.com, when we're talking about the whole Sons of Thunder reference, James and John, the disciples, they were rough-hewn guys. They were so gung-ho on Jesus' message of peace that they they once asked their Lord and Savior if he wanted them to more or less burn down a village because the villagers didn't welcome Jesus in advance. I know you're super busy, Jesus, but honestly, when it comes down to it, we want to do it. We love peace. (laughs) We love peace so much we are willing to kill for it. Yeah. Do you not see any irony with that at all? No. 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 I do the, <laughs> no. You know, the only irony I see is that uh, if you got 10,000 spoons, yeah. but all you need is a knife. <laughs> That's from Alanis Morissette. That's bad luck. It's yeah, uh, not irony. Don't no. even start <laughs> the argument about Alanis Morissette. It's a fantastic song. The whole point of the song is that the song's called Ironic, and, and it's ironic there is it's, not a bit, it's yes. ironic that there's no irony yes. in the yes. song. It's yes. a, I'm just thank so you. happy. Yes. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of W-O-K-E, yes, we usually do Uncle Corner, but I'm happy we finally got to Aunt Corner. Yeah, is, <laughs> Very nice. This is an auntie moment. Well, in other words, James and John were the aggressive disciples. And I don't know if they asked if they could burn down the village. They just asked Jesus, like, you want us to rain down the fire of heaven on these bros? You want us to fucking do it? You want us to? Oh, God, I can't think of the I can't think of the 12 disciples wearing tap out shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are the disciples who had no problem committing acts of violence if Jesus so wanted it. And while Jesus never wanted violence, quite the opposite. In fact, Taylor Heltzer needed violence Mm. for his plan to work. It still wasn't really clear why, though, because I know that he had the plan. We're going to get into all of this today. Taylor Helzer's murder plan is one of the single worst in quality murder plan I have seen in true crime. He had a he has a terrible plan. They did need murder. As a matter of fact, murder hurt the plan. They could have done a lot of extortion without the murder. The murder is what fucked it all up. 
Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the murder is what warrants the name Thunder. I think yeah. it was the size of one of the members. Oh, could be. <laughs> the person, by the way, kudos to the person who sent the uh, the Goofy Brothers from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like. It is very similar. They are very similar. Yeah, to the Helzer the Mc- brothers. Yeah, the McBoyles. <laughs> now, concerning Taylor's overall plan, it was still somewhat up in the air as far as specifics went. Yes. Generally, Taylor believed that his self-help group, Transform America, was going to transform America. We're going to transform (laughs) America in a way that it is different than it was before. Fantastic. (laughs) And it really didn't go further than that. I mean, I think he said, I would transform America, and then the second coming of Christ is somehow going to come afterwards, but there's not a whole lot of steps as far as how that's going to happen. You're missing the step. Mm -hmm. It's... Yada, yada, yada. Right. Which is uh-huh. Latin for, we're going to figure this out we'll later. figure it out. Absolutely. No, I love it. He sounds like, uh, this is just like, I don't know if you guys heard Roger Stone's plan to make sure that Trump is installed as the new president. This mm. is very similar. We it's goofy, to- not plausible, but people seem to like a story, no we're matter gonna, how dumb it is. It's, with that plan, too, it's all like, we're going to let the fans figure it out. We're going to let yeah. the fans do yeah. it. Yada, yada, yada. But one thing that Taylor Helter understood is that even though you may not have a solid plan, you still need a solid headquarters. That's true. I don't believe in brick and mortar. I don't believe in it. (laughs) So they're going to go right with they're kind of jumping a lot of steps here. That's the definite that is the defining feature of the Children of Thunder is jumping the gun. Well, even the Ghostbusters, they caught a ghost before they got their ghost station. They had to prove that they were, you know, that they warranted a station. Actually, you're incorrect. They got the firehouse first. Yeah, they didn't actually catch the ghost. The ghost screamed at them, and they ran away, yeah. and then Get they her. decided... That was your plan. <laughs> We're just going to edit this part out, and it really <laughs> no, doesn't matter. No, now we have to keep it. No, it's a point-counterpoint. Now you have one. Yeah. Are we bringing back CNN's Crossfire? Kissel, <laughs> the only thing that we can do now is undermine Marcus. Thank All right, God. that's the rest of the episode. We have to do that. <laughs> so in the spring of 2000, Taylor got Justin and Don to rent a house for the then kingly sum of 1650 a month. Yeah. Where all Jeez. three of them would live. 1650 in the year 2000 was a lot of fucking cash. Yeah. A lot. And when the landlord, who thought only Justin was living there, when he asked why this seemingly single, oddball cable guy needed a three-bedroom house all for himself. You just don't understand. It's Liebenstrup. (laughs) Justin said he needed one room for sleeping, one room for exercise, Mm -hmm. and one room for meditation. They have to be separated because I get too excited in the exercise room in order for me to relax. I mean, (laughs) I'm not backing up any of these douchebags, but it seems like the landlord can also shut up. I mean, I'm going to rent it. What do you mean? Why do I need three rooms? I'm renting it. So what do we know about Justin? He eats like a dog, and he's dressed like a a bing-bong version of Aww. Neo from The Matrix. Aww. He shows up, and he's talking to this landlord who's looking at this guy, probably like, how do you even have the money to afford this? And Justin's a fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. He, is, he does not, he has, red flags are waving for a reason. Okay. Yeah. Now, once the Children of Thunder had a compound of a sort, they began having daily meetings that started with prayers led by Taylor. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. I can't get the energy up. Pass the ball. Is this DDP yoga? What's going on? (laughs) Then once Taylor established himself to his followers as a man of God, it was time for some pinky in the brain style planning. Seriously. (laughs) I love that show. (laughs) See, the thing to remember about the Children of Thunder is that their plans are all big picture. I mean, it really was like, what are we doing today, Taylor? 
We're going to take over the world. Transform America. America. <laughs> Details and logistics never once crossed Taylor Heltzer's mind when he was coming up with his schemes to take over the world, which is exactly why his cult never really got off the ground. He tried taking a shortcut in every way possible. The only person who's allowed to do that is, I mean, you have to be a Timothy Shamalama ding dong. You need to be born in a money. You, yeah. again, out of nowhere, found a way to criticize Timothy Shamalama. Yeah, and, I and just to make fun say, of his name for some reason, which I don't know just, why both you and Jackie name. have. His, his name is Tim <laughs> Chan, Chan. I don't, I don't know what his real name is. We don't know. This is your Walter from the Big Lebowski moment. What does Vietnam have to do with this? <laughs> Nothing to do with Timothy Shamalai. Yo, I guess what? But Timothy Shamalish, honestly, is a, uh, at least he's better than Eddie Redmayne. I, yeah, who is the walking true. plague <laughs> of man? Okay, unwarranted. <laughs> Unwarranted. In other words, Taylor Helter was such a megalomaniac and on so much meth. Never forget. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that he never stopped to question the how of anything, assuming that it would all work out because he was just so goddamn special. It's obnoxious. He's such yeah. an obnoxious fuck. For example, Taylor believed that Transform America would only work if he was installed head of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And one of huh. the plans to make this happen was codenamed Brazil. This is the thing, dog meat, too. Oh, you say that he didn't work out all the details. You're going to hear the details of this plan, and I think it's pretty rock solid. Can we why <laughs> Brazil based off of the, the, the film? Okay. <laughs> well, in this scheme, the Children of Thunder would travel down to Brazil. Where Easy. Taylor definitely had spent have the his money Mormon for mission. They, they definitely yeah. can of get course. there. Of yeah. course. Yeah. That's where Taylor had spent his Mormon mission. And then once they got down to Brazil, they would adopt Brazilian orphans. Boom, boom, boom. Easy to do. They're right there. Honestly, you just put them in a wheelchair. You put a sign on them that says adopted. That's legal in South America. <laughs> I think that's what they did with E.T. <laughs> they would then bring the Brazilian orphans back to the United States and train them to be child assassins who would only answer to Taylor. They're going to go to Brazil. Brazil and kidnap a bunch of kids, bring them back here and make them suicide bombers. Adopt yeah. them and train them. That is where you are incorrect. They're coming here, you're training them, because you know what you do is, all of these kids, Brazil, they don't, they've never seen a Pez before. You show them all, they're like, oh, they'll see the magic of it. They're like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. What an incredible sorcery is this? They're indebted to you, afraid of your power. Next thing you know is you're teaching them how to, like, scissors, and not only for making clothes for right. wonderful companies like Nike, they're also there to kill. Yeah, yeah. And don't mind Justin eating like <laughs> a dog. <laughs> everybody, every every single person in the entire book, every one of them says like, Justin and his food. <laughs> they, oh, that's the only thing you bring up. It's like Holden McNeely. When, that's that's going to be half of Holden McNeely's eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> well, ignoring such logistical roadblocks as, say, like, language barriers yep. mm. and the fact that none of the children of thunder knew anything about assassination. assassination. <laughs> know anything. How would they train them? Taylor would then take his Brazilian child assassin cell to Salt Lake City, where they would kidnap the 12 apostles of the LDS church, the LDS president, and his counselors. That easy. Now I don't <laughs> Dress them up as milkshakes. Yes. I, I think I, they went to the mold shop. I'm completely against the culture that we live in where people are snitching on each other, whether it be Texas or here in California. But sometimes 
if you see something, you should say something. Oh, yeah. If yeah. there is three morons with a what appears to be a Brazilian group of ducklings walking through the airport. They have sniper rifles. With sniper <laughs> rifles. Then you might want to tell security. I love the idea of them all walking in single file tied up with the rope like you see in Park Slope. I like they have all those kids that. coming out of the kindergarten, like all dressed up and like, like they're climbing a mountain. They're all repelled to each other, whatever the word is. Get them but used they to all the, have guns. Get them used to the chain, gang. Well, somehow, after Taylor's child assassins kidnapped the entire upper echelon of the Mormon <laughs> church, Taylor was going to convince the kidnapped Mormons to call the media and say that the United States government was behind the kidnapping for some reason or another. Transform America. Say what yes. you want about the Mormon people. They're stringy and tight. They like to bike. They like the outdoors. Oh. I don't mess with the Mormons. They're also sober enough to be so full of freaking rage. Christians, mm. they look like Jerry Falwell. You can knock them over. But Mormons, <laughs> I, they are deceptively strong, I think. I, they build their own houses. They do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, blaming the whole thing on the United States, that would create chaos mm -hmm. within the entire country. <laughs> mm -hmm. Specifically, it would cause chaos in Utah. And that would give Taylor the opportunity to step in as a unifying figure. I'm and when you look all. at that fucking guy. Yeah, look at all of you. I'm giving you all the opportunity to gaze upon my incredible blazer. No <laughs> shirt underneath it. I have a chain on. You all love it. It's opulence. You trust in me. You see my businessman like ponytail, which I have heard described as businessman like several times in this book. And I don't know if the man who wrote this book has ever seen a man with a ponytail because you very rarely see a man with a ponytail in a business setting. I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think he sees one every day in the mirror. <laughs> Sounds very pro ponytail. <laughs> Oh, man, those that oh. defend the male ponytail, which it's fine. It's fine. But there are some advocates for it. Yes. Yeah. Well, the captives would then appoint Taylor as president of Mormonism, mm -hmm. while Justin and Don would choose 12 new apostles. And bing, bang, boom, Taylor's the head of the LDS church. America transformed. Go to Brazil, yeah. get a bunch of kids, come back here, overthrow the Mormon church within Utah, blame it on the United States government, and now they're in charge. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's Those it. are a and, lot but, of details. Yeah. And finally, to make sure that no one talked and to ensure Taylor's spot at the head of the table, the Brazilian child assassins would then slaughter the entire LDS rubber ranks and I suppose blame it on the government. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, that's a hell of a conclusion. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of ideas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of details, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> However, these plans meant nothing if the Children of Thunder couldn't even afford a plane ticket to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because right. remember, Justin Helzer was a cable guy. Taylor Helzer was an ecstasy dealer. And I'm not entirely sure what Don Godman's job was, but she certainly wasn't making adopt a foreign child army and train them in your own home money. Yeah. She took a bunch of ecstasy and watched free cable. I think Don Godman <laughs> was an in a supportive capacity to mm. the Children of Thunder. It um, seems like Don Godman might have had an inheritance. Th there was a hint that she came from money. Mm. Yeah. But the point is that even though this idea is insanely illogical in every way possible, the Children of Thunder still felt like it was a good idea. They wanted the if... brainstorming session to be over. <laughs> That's yeah, what I think. They, they were, were ready to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if this plan was going to go forth, they needed funds, which required its own set of highly illogical schemes. Their main plan for funding their ideas was to kidnap five people and steal their stock portfolio information, which would then be placed into another person's account, some sort of patsy. And the money would then be funneled into Taylor Helzer's account. I now, love we, it. And Just, we laugh 
at the absolutely stupid nature of this idea. Well, there is an upcoming economic collapse that they are not aware of. Oh, very much so. But uh, the thing is, is that they will then seek to commit this scheme. They will oh, start putting the steps together to do this very, very bad idea. I know you were saying yeah. this before we recorded, but it is infuriating to be killed by someone so stupid. You're going to yeah. find out oh, how also God. being stupid and unable to be a good murderer actually sometimes makes you a more brutal murderer than if you are a trained serial if killer. If I have to be killed, please, God, I want it to be a cold assassination where the guy almost does, he doesn't he knows what to do. He goes, pew, pew. Thank you. Okay, bye. Yeah. It's actually very difficult to kill a human being. It's yeah. not easy at all. Well, for some reason, this idea that Taylor had. Very no, scary. I know very that scary. from experience. Yeah. Not from yeah, experience. Yeah, no, I know it from reading. Now we got him. Now we got him. <laughs> yes. Dog me. I might have been wrong. You might have been wrong. Oh, I didn't know the Ghostbusters movie. He just confessed to murder. Yeah, dog me is guilty of murder. So, you know, you know mean, it was the Lone Rangers, right? I don't mean... <laughs> I don't mean that I know from experience from killing a person. I know from all of the stories that we've covered in our fucking journey through true crime over the last 11 years. Oh, it's because you worked so hard. Yes. That's why it, it is. I work, you killed he works somebody. too hard and he cares too much. That's how he knows how easy it is or difficult to kill a person. Great. Well, concerning Taylor's plan to take the stock portfolio information, move it to one person's account, and then immediately move it to another person's account, he thought that this was somehow money laundering. Yeah. I don't know how. And he thought that he would be free and clear of any sort of legal implications if the money went through a single person's bank account before it went directly to his. It makes absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely no sense. And again, fueled by meth and ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But wouldn't if I feel like meth is a isn't meth kind of a specific drug? Like, wouldn't you bullet point out? Every, and then we take a left. Then we take a right with our feet. Well, we go right. left. <laughs> that's called walking. Yeah, we're going to walk there. Like, isn't meth doesn't it also make you highly specific? I read a thing that was a really interesting breakdown of what a meth, what being on meth feels like and that how you get used to it. You, at first, it's very a chaotic high. But actually, the rest of it's like a lot of times you become a long time, long time user. The feeling is more of an extreme confidence. Confidence, where yeah. you have this idea, right. like people talk about how they work on their guitar. Like I was reading this thing, I think it was on Reddit, about how like he got really good at, at the guitar and he spent a lot of time in it and he got really, and then at just some point the wheels fall off. <laughs> yeah. Well, to make a truly clean break, Taylor planned to murder all five people from whom he'd stolen the stock information, as well as the Patsy. And while Taylor would kind of, sort of go through with this plan with two people, Five would end up dead anyway, Ugh. including a young woman named Selena Bishop. Selena Bishop was actually the daughter of blues guitarist Elvin Bishop, best known for the fantastic mid-70s single, Fooled Around and Fell in Love. Henry, Fooled please. Fooled Around and Fell in Love. This is actually what's just sad oh, about no. uh, Selena herself, is nice. that it kind of becomes reversed right because of her falling for taylor like Aww. the song be kind of becomes it has an ominous tone it kind of does this whole story because the thing is that that song is actually about selena bishop's mother jenny yeah. and selena was the product of the love affair uh that came from the song but now it's all about how like she fooled around and fell in love with taylor helter oh, and it was no. very bad for her that's yeah. not good and tragically, Selena's mother, Jenny, would also become a victim of the Children of Thunder, even though she had absolutely nothing to do with Taylor Helter or his cult. 
Now, Selena Bishop met Taylor Helter at a rave in 1999 where Taylor was dealing ecstasy. Like all good romance. (laughs) (laughs) But Taylor wasn't going by his given name. Instead, he called himself Jordan using his Into Me See alias. (laughs) And since Taylor always had plenty of money in ecstasy, Selena found him mysterious and exciting. Eventually, Selena and Taylor started dating, and Taylor slowly introduced Selena to Justin and Don, who went by the names Jason and Sky. Just brilliant. Um, this is a little bit of advice. If somebody shows you a wad of money, don't think they're or that's all the money they have. <laughs> so like, don't think like, oh wow, there must be wads whoa, of money whoa, everywhere. Whoa, like, yeah, that's no. it. Yeah. Yeah. Before long, Selena had completely fallen under Taylor's spell and wrote in her journals that she was falling for the tall, mysterious, handsome ecstasy dealer. It's just, I get it. I, in a way, I sort of understand the idea that you want He's some a very drama. charming man, and he's handsome as well. Well, he's... Conventionally so, at least. I would put him as manic and high energy, yeah. and it really also shows how low the bar it is for men to for a woman to fall in love with you <laughs> and that you really have to these guys like looked she I looked can, at I Taylor. can send you some internet chat rooms where there <laughs> seems like there's a lot of guys having difficulty yeah apparently, that's sad that is very very sad well, selena became enraptured with both taylor and eventually the children of thunder themselves but unbeknownst to her she was nothing more than the sacrificial lamb that taylor needed to work out the next phase of his unworkable plan or at least nothing more in taylor's eyes because mm-hmm. of course the, much more than just that in the planning sessions they did talk about because immediately he's like so we got to find the person who we're going to kill like we have to kill in the name of god in order to spark in order to properly transform america right. and so selena didn't know she was being cased from the moment they met he was like yeah. she's the one and they all were like taking her out and you have like little dawn going like yeah we don't get her we don't get her killing <laughs> and then just mean like uh, i don't know she seems kind of pretty like which is true they have this kind of dynamic where justin's like i sure wish it wasn't her we had to kill because she's somebody i like and you know and you're like well i'm sorry justin you're one member of the children of thunder sure yeah. Now Taylor, he wasn't that simple. I don't know I, how well, many times Marcus, I have to say this is he's the character. I'm the Marcus. character. I this is out of this is uh, out of our purview. Well, Taylor told Selena that he was about to inherit a lot of money from a great uncle, but he didn't want his ex-wife to get her hands on the cash. So, using a variation on the Nigerian Prince scheme, Taylor told Selena that he needed her to open five bank accounts to hide the money. Each account would get a deposit of $125,000, and when the money eventually went to Taylor, Selena could keep $5,000 from each account, netting her a profit of $25,000 for doing nothing more than going to the bank. It's as easy as going to the grocery store or the bank. (laughs) Right. And of course, she'd be making Taylor very happy in the process, which she very much wanted to do. Does Taylor realize, like, the banks document all this stuff, and technically he's just... Giving receipts to the police? I see you would be his criminal activity. Receipts would be a very, uh, they would play a very large role in the downfall of the Children of Thunder. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Taylor did believe, again, MF. Also, he believed he was the hand of God himself. Like, he was really trying to swallow his own bullshit. And there was a part of him that he had that thing where he's like, 
Well, we're working under the purview of God. I'm going to replace and transform this country by the, you know, with with child assassins. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so God is going to protect me no matter what. Like right. it had kind of this idea of like we can operate out loud because when it comes down to it, Jesus has got our back. It's mm -hmm. all good. What Selena didn't know, however, was that each of the five accounts would be filled with the liquidated stock portfolios of five murder victims. And once those five accounts were filled and the money was funneled to Taylor, Taylor was planning on murdering Selena herself. Now, once Taylor had someone that he could use to, quote unquote, launder the money, so even stupid. though he didn't understand what <laughs> money laundering is, no. he began going through his old client list at Morgan Stanley. Because remember, Taylor Heltzer was, for a time, a successful stockbroker before he became a cult leader slash ecstasy dealer. It's oh also so stupid, the idea that you'd go through your former client list and they would have to look through all these people. What do these people all have in common? It's like all of the things that would just point directly to your <laughs> stupid ass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because even after he killed five people, the one common thing that they all shared would be the name Taylor Heltzer. Yeah. Oh my God. It reminds me of that serial predator who was a stand-up comedian and all of the victims were on his tour schedule. Vince like, Champ. Wow, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I suppose trying to make himself look merciful, Taylor wanted to specifically target old people because they, according to his logic, mm -hmm. had already lived a long life and their deaths could be more easily justified as collateral damage in service of bringing about the second coming of Jesus or whatever. Or you whatever. fucking idiot. Get Selena to make one fall in love with her, and then you just slowly take all of their money. She's going to get the fooled around and fell in love money at some point, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And then you just kind of hang out, and you, you serve as this woman and eat her pussy and just be a good husband. You get the runoff anyway. So Live much. a comfortable <laughs> life. Come on. Life from your grave. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast of the left, babe. So go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like. And yes. three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape, put it in your brain and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Absolutely. Last podcast on the left. It's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save 
Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and I was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue Nile bling she's got on her right now get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code last podcast at blue Nile.com that's $50 off with code last podcast at blue Nile.com blue Nile.com So, after going through his old Morgan Stanley client list, Taylor settled on an old man named Bob White for the first victim, and the Children of Thunder began preparations for the extortion and murder to come. It's all fucking so stupid. This this breakdown is fucking so dumb. First, Justin was sent out to buy a semi-automatic pistol as well as shotgun shells and bullets for a twenty-two and bollets for an AK-47, even though they didn't own a shotgun, a twenty-two, or an AK-47. Yep. Don, meanwhile, went to Sears and bought a reciprocating saw for future disposal of the bodies. Oh, remember Sears? 
Yeah, I do. You could get Sears all of your bone saws. Sears there. was fun. Yeah, yeah. remember the last you time bras, I went to Sears? You get a power saw. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a, a Game Boy game last time I went to Sears. Right, you know, and it was I think it was Super Mario Land two. You didn't really support good. them enough. Either one of you. <laughs> we tried. I used to go to Sears all the time. Well, soon after, Don bought three ski masks, three pairs of water ski gloves, and weights for a large set, as well as pagers and cell phones for all of them, so they could stay in contact during each phase of their idiotic plan. They gave a lot of garbage on to Don, and Don just ate it up. Then one of my favorite little details is that she brought the gloves, and then they fed them, and they're like, these gloves are too fucking small, Don. And then they had to go back to the store with Don and, and return the gloves. So she sat there as they fit the gloves under their hands like they're O.J. Simpson at JCPenney's. Oh, my God. In addition, each of them adopted a dog. Don got a Rottweiler and named it Jake. Taylor got a Border Collie and named it Blackie. And Justin got an Australian Shepherd and called it, in very Justin fashion, Taser. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey, you know, and technically it's metal. And they get to hey, eat dinner a- together. They yeah. can be <laughs> But these dogs were not bought out of a want for companionship or even protection. Rather, the Children of Thunder were planning to use these dogs to dispose of the bodies of their victims and started buying large amounts of meat and soup bones to train the dogs to eat entire human bodies whole. Guys, you first of all, you got to get you're, you're thinking of pigs. That's number one. <laughs> it's just, just get a thousand cats. It's just so, it's all putting the cart before the horse. Oh, like all yeah. of this stuff where you're like, also, what are you talking about? A border collie, that's just maybe a Rottweiler, but a border collie is they just going to try to bring it back to life. Yeah, or an Australian Shepherd. I mean, they very Come soon on. discovered that the border collie and the Australian Shepherd, they were not man eaters. So they released the dogs into the country. They did, however, keep the Rottweiler. Yeah, they just let the, sh- the dogs go on the street. I didn't we got know. So, this is, I, the, is this the preamble to Homeward Bound? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, dude, like three of the dogs I had growing up were dogs that people had just dumped out into the country. People do that shit all the time. They go out to the country, they dump the dog near someone's house and say, it's your dog now. You take care of it. But that's how oh. I got Velma. And God damn, I love that dog. Oh, yeah, but it's sad. They got still. to sol- solve a lot of mysteries with Velma. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. The, no, Velma was a magic dog. She, just, she would jump up on the fence and she would walk on the fence. She was a circus dog. That's what I called. I called her my circus dog. That's cute. <laughs> that yeah. cute. Now, the plan for the murder and extortion itself. Oh, cool. Yeah, good transition. Really good transition. <laughs> yeah. I murdered a person. I had Velma. She was my little circus dog. <laughs> now, the plan for the murder and extortion itself was for Justin and Taylor to simply knock on the door of one of Taylor's old clients and convince them by hook or by crook to sign their stock portfolio over to Taylor's girlfriend, Selena Bishop. Means no se- makes no sense. Okay. And the, and the yep. other plan was they'd show up, they all dr- they dressed in suits. And they showed up with a bottle of champagne and roses. And they would they, they would go to one of the client lists, knock on the door and say, hey, one of your neighbors and I made a big money deal. And I figured you were next door, so we should all celebrate together. Oh, my it's God. The, it <laughs> makes no sense. Right. Then once the checks were signed and the money was safely in Selena's account, the Children of Thunder would kill the depositors and dispose of the bodies in such a way as to make them disappear forever. 
to put an extra layer of stupid on the whole scenario in the first murder, Taylor brought back his old sometime follower, Deborah McClanahan, the Mormon witch who gave erotic massages to the Heltzer brothers <laughs> and still sometimes dropped by the house from time to time to have sex with Taylor. I think it's because he's still trying to get a hot chick back in the group. Yeah. It's really like he really is missing that. He's missing yeah. that vibe. He keeps looking at Don and Don's like, I like a mini hug. <laughs> and then he has to like, oh, you gotta work with what you got, Taylor. For the planned murder, yeah, play for the audience that shows up, Taylor. <laughs> yes. Fucking Christ, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, for the planned murder of former client Bob White, Taylor had Deborah create an alibi. On the day that the murder extortion plan was to go into effect, Deborah went to the movies and bought four tickets to see the new X Men movie. Then she went to Denny's and bought four meals. So, oh it's my so God. fucking stupid. Well, because Deborah floated this idea to uh, Taylor in the planning stages because he was like, we need money. We're trying to transform America. Here's how America works. You need you need collateral, blah, blah, blah. Right. And she's like, what if I go and I start making, I was talking to this producer the other day and he said that I could make six to $8,000 a week making porno films and I can just give you some of the money. Should do that, yeah. But Taylor looked at him because she had the offer. Yeah. And then I think remembering that he already lost one hot chick to Playboy, that he said oh. his response was, do you really want to be remembered in that way in your life? <laughs> like, that's like what she, he was oh. like, because he didn't want to lose her. He didn't want to lose her to the porn producer. Oh, my goodness. Much like how Mark Merrow lost Sable, which yeah. is an interesting story that I covered. Was that his horse? No, Sable, no. Oh, my God. We talked about this last week. We talked about her Playboy spread last week, man. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm wrestling. I'm going to continue to bring it up. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to remember wrestling details. I'm trying yeah. to honor you. Absolutely. I will say, though, X-Men and Denny's. Ooh, that's a date. Yes. That, is a, that is a fun date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially that 2000 X-Men movie, it was fun. I you know, was going really to see it in the theaters. In yeah. fact, I think I may have gone to see the X-Men movie and I might have gone to Denny's afterwards to smoke cigarettes all it's night long. It's a very 2000 date. It was a very yeah. 2000 <laughs> afternoon. Absolutely. Now, Taylor didn't tell Deborah why she needed to do all this, nor why she needed to keep all of the ticket stubs and receipts. But the thing about an alibi like this is that you need a true ride-or-die follower who's going to stick to the story no matter what. And Deborah, owner of a ferret named Cosmo, certainly <laughs> wasn't that, no. much to Taylor's oh. later chagrin. Ferret owners got big mouths. <laughs> I, I love, you know, a ferret's kind of fun. They're chatty know? people. Yeah, yeah no, might hey, I'm not saying that a ferret's a bad pet to have. I'd love to have a ferret. But Henry, I think, is very correct in yeah. that a ferret owner is going to, they're going to talk to somebody at the bus well, stop. Well, ferrets, you know? ferrets are kind of chatty little creatures themselves, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> So when the day finally came, Taylor and Justin went to his former client Bob White's house, reared up and ready to go. <laughs> Yeah. They're in there. Are we feeling dumb enough? Yes, yes I am dumb yes, enough. Yes. <laughs> but they both dressed in fucking reservoir dog suits like fucking morons. I just, yeah, and they both got their ponytails going too. What I hate. I fucking witnesses peg. They literally, one witness says, uh, like, they call the police being like, I believe two hitmen just walked down my street. <laughs> oh my. I, this is where it's like, should we blame Hollywood? 
you know, <laughs> should we just should we say maybe maybe American maybe as humans we're not ready for cinema. I don't know. Yeah. But since these dudes weren't great at prep work, they found that Bob White wasn't at home and had, in oh. fact, just left town for a trip to San Antonio. You're going to want to check in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Taylor and Justin immediately went for the next target on their list, an elderly couple named Ivan and Annette Steinman. Well, because you remember this list is the top five portfolios that Taylor mm-hmm. had worked at when he was a stockbroker. Yeah. Taylor had been the Steinman's financial advisor and was still well-liked by the couple. Because remember, most people only knew Taylor on a very surface level as a charming individual. How you doing, killer? What's going on, buddy? Hey, you working hard or hardly working? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. We're transforming America today. I need your blood. (laughs) (laughs) So when Taylor and Justin rang the doorbell at the Steinman residence on July 30th in the year 2000 at 8 p.m., the brothers were welcomed inside by the Steinmans as friends. Now, at first, the Helzer brothers sat with the Steinmans and chatted, and the atmosphere was cordial enough where Annette took a call from her daughter. And Annette said, hey, we got visitors. Gonna have to call you back later. Didn't think anything was wrong at all. And Taylor and Justin did at least try to get Annette and Ivan to, quote unquote, invest in Transform America. You see, we're transforming <sighs> America. Let's, okay, yeah. great. I, I want to invest. How do I invest? One word. Okay. Brazil, child assassins. That's so many more than one <laughs> word, but okay. And when the Steinmans heard this very dumb idea and said no, the mood of the room very suddenly changed. Pulling out the pistol they'd bought earlier that summer, Taylor and Justin grabbed all the Steinman's checkbooks, forced the Steinman's into their own white van, and had them drive the whole crew back to the Children of Thunder House, where a long night and day of physical and mental torture was waiting. This is where being a dumb criminal a lot of times make you worse than a smart criminal. And these people are what, in their 70s or 80s? Yeah, 70s, I think. Yeah, they're elderly. Leave them alone. Once they were in the house, Taylor switched tack and told them that he was in trouble and needed money to get out of the country. Specifically, he needed their money. And if they signed over $100,000 to him, then he'd leave them handcuffed in the house for three days while he escaped. Then he'd call the cops and it would all be over. Bada bing, bada boom. Easy as that. But since he was in trouble, they couldn't write the checks directly to him. Instead, they needed to write the checks out to his girlfriend, Selena Bishop. And Selena Bishop, by the way, was still completely ignorant as to the sort of situation she'd gotten herself into. As far as she knew, the money that was coming into her account was from Taylor's dead great uncle. Uh, You know, at some point, one of the statements had to have been like, you know, that's a stupid idea, Taylor. (laughs) You know that that is not money laundering. Yeah, and eventually it kind of sort of worked. The Steinmans seemed to agree. So the next morning, Don called the Morgan Stanley offices pretending to be Annette Steinman, saying that they needed to liquidate their accounts due to a medical emergency. Don is, I. you know what? Because I know the other two are the main villains, right? Like the, the Helzer brothers are like really, really. I don't know, man. She's very complicit. She, uh, yes. No, 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 no. no. I'm not excluded. I am, I'm bumping her up. Okay. I'm yeah. bumping her up to just... How, like, this is like that Trapped in Paradise movie with Nick Cage. Like, this is the worst band of fucking morons in the world. Because she called up the bank, was like, Hello, they knew up top that something was incredibly fishy about this whole scenario. They're like, that does not sound like Mrs. Steinman, oh who we've God. been working with for decades. Where it's yeah. just like, like it's from another number. 
Yeah. But still, the money was in the Steinman's regular bank account by 1 p.m. That part of the plan did at least work. But again, the Children of Thunder had not thought ahead. They had given the Steinmans Rehypnol to make them more compliant. Oh, but no. they'd given them six pills each. Yeah. Far too much to keep either of them even conscious. If you're trying to do business, you can't have a Cosby lunch. You no. really, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, that would have killed, that's what they gave Jason Voorhees and Freddie versus Jason. Yeah. To make, to make him go to bed so they could get him to Camp Crystal Lake where he likes to be. True. So, <laughs> so to try to wake them back up again, Taylor smoked some meth oh and blew God. it in their faces. Just like a dog at a party. And dumber and dumber and dumber. <laughs> when that didn't work, Taylor said, fuck it, and had Don practice in that signature, making a test check of $10,000. Wait a second, Taylor. Doesn't this sort of mean that we never needed these diamonds in the first place and we could have just taken the checkbooks? Don? <laughs> Don? Oh, God. I just, ah, just get some makeup. You yeah. need just something hey. else. You got to contribute something else. No. All right, Don. Let me take a look at the checks here. Uh, you signed every one of these Don. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're supposed to use the name. Oh, I always thought I was doing it as a net. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, but yes, but then you have to write a net. I'm a character. No, you just wrote Don again. Yes, I'm oh, a net. I'm, oh, God. <laughs> I never care what you Don. <laughs> Well, figuring that he had enough to move on with the next phase of the plan, Taylor decided that it was time for the Steinmans to die. After Taylor, Justin, and Don all stripped down to their underwear so they didn't get any blood on their clothes, Taylor tried killing the Steinmans by suffocating them. This, however, proved too tiring for Taylor, so he ordered Don and Justin to suffocate them with plastic. But the two pensioners proved to be made of sterner stuff than the Children of Thunder expected. When they fought back, Taylor started smashing Annette's head on the bathroom floor over and over oh, again. Man. And Justin, who copied his brother and everything he did, took the cue and did the exact same thing with Ivan. Eventually, Ivan died of a heart attack during the beating, but Annette Aww. survived. Tiring of the whole business, Taylor dragged Annette to the bathtub and stabbed her once in each lung. And when she <sighs> still didn't die, Taylor turned her over, slit her throat, and drowned her in her own blood. God, they're so fucking bad at this. Well, and it was all to avoid, like, because that was the whole thing. They had this, like, like they're going to feel no pain. Because Justin at first was, like, he was in on the plan because he's like, we're going to feed them with so much rehypnol, they're just going to go to sleep and not wake up. And so, like, okay. And then it turned into this, like, he's switching the plan. Like, Taylor's looking at everything, and he, uh, we, we got to suffocate him. Because because then they're like, we need to do this quick. We need to make sure we don't cause any noise, and we don't cause a disruption. Because if not, you know, some of the neighbors are going to, we can't shoot a gun. That's too, like, that's too crazy. Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. they then protracted it and it was probably far noisier than two separate I mean like they're slamming people's it, heads into the floor we're in a big city you know what like gun noises if you hear a gunshot it sounds like claps right yeah. especially back in like it's a of very course. specific noise but it actually can be covered up fairly easy mm -hmm. by car noise other environmental sounds sneezing really loud sure <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you sneeze at the same time That's that you the, fire the gun <laughs> perfect Berkowitz could have done that yep. Yeah. Within 10 minutes of killing both of the Steinmans, Taylor ordered Don to drive up to Petaluma to deposit the $10,000 check in a Selena Bishop's account. They're immediately getting to work on this. Meanwhile, the Helzer brothers immediately got to work dismembering the bodies. Now, the Helzers very quickly learned, as many killers in the past have, that you don't use power saws on flesh because it gums up the works. 
So they slice the flesh off the bodies with knives and use the saw on the bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And once the Steinmans were dismembered and packed away into duffel bags, things only accelerated for the Children of Thunder. The next day, Dawn started calling up rental companies to see if she could get a hold of a jet ski so they could dispose of the Steinman's body somewhere in the California Delta. And once, oh, that, and once that was wrapped up, Dawn embarked on the next phase of this extremely meth-inspired plan. So first of all, Dawn, uh-huh. who has never seen a jet ski. No, no idea what it is. In her life. <laughs> yes. They're like, go get us a jet ski. That's the dumb, I mean, it's just why, it's just. It, does it work on snow? It's very Does it work powers. on snow then? <laughs> it's just like, it's just so strange, this idea. So she's calling all around town trying to find a jet ski. They have to go to the fucking. The, go to the jet ski place. It's so dumb. They have to go get their cars retrofitted so they could even, they didn't even think that you would need something to tow the jet ski. So then they had to have something attached to the car to even use the jet ski. It's a pain. Oh, no. wow. Stupid. Wow. But He's... the next bit takes the kick. The next bit's great. On the morning of August 1st, the day after they killed the Steinmans, Don showed up at the Steinmans bank in a wheelchair, dressed in a bright lime green jumpsuit, gloves, and a big golden cowboy hat. <laughs> Words seriously cannot express just how stupid and out of place she looked. Besides Jodi Arias's butthole, it is one of my single favorite pictures in all of true crime because she's rolling in. She looks sort of like, you know, you ever seen the meme, the what in tarnation like meme with the dog with the cowboy hat on because Taylor fed her this thing of like, you want to dress so outlandishly. They're just paying attention to how outlandish you are. They don't, they're not thinking you'd be doing something suspicious. Meanwhile, she comes into this thing. She looks like Larry Flint in drag. And she is a she's just the stupidest figure in the world. Yeah. It's like anybody, if I saw this woman in the bank dressed like that, I would remember it 30 years later. I'd be in the rest home thinking about this woman yes. in the fucking lime green jumpsuit and the cowboy hat and the wheelchair. So their logic is so messed up and so 360. Yes. That they say in order not to be recognized, you have to be so recognizable. Super recognizable. Yeah. People don't even see you. They just see whatever. Hats and wheelchairs <laughs> and wigs. Wow, it's so brilliant. Well, Don told the bank manager that she was a relative of the Steinmans named Jackie, mm-hmm. and she needed money from the Steinmans' account to pay for emergency heart surgery for their granddaughter, Selena Bishop. And managers oh. always, bank managers, they really always react well to hyper-convoluted fast-talking schemes at a woman <laughs> obviously in a wig and a cowboy hat. Absolutely. Well, you have to listen to her because no matter what she's saying, she is confessing to murder. Oh, you have to be <laughs> recording details. Well, she had checks from the Steinman's account made out for sixty-seven dollars and $33,000. And all the tellers needed to do is just deposit in Selena's bank account so she could pay for the heart surgery. That's all I need you to do, man. Just, just like take that. these checks. Just deposit in Selena's account. You don't need to know anything else. You just need to know she has emergency heart surgery. Just do the thing. It's fine. Did you, come, thing. Come, come on. Come on. Come, come on. I'm in a wheelchair. And you know <laughs> how easy banking is. That's why I just do it every day. Oh, you fun. love it. Because I just like go to the bank and I'm just like, here's a dollar. Can we play with this? <laughs> Because it's nice for community. And, you know, it's just, of course, they're always so ready and willing to help in a Mm -hmm. timely manner. Oh, yes. Now, the bank teller very wisely called the Steinman's house and got the answering machine. But Don told them, man, they just moved. They just moved. That's why they're not at home. 
But they kept the answer machine. They yeah. Didn't bring the, they the, just moved. <laughs> you are one of the dumbest looking people I've ever seen. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so Don gave the manager the Steinman's quote unquote new number. Oh. Which, is, which was, of course, a line to Taylor Heltzer's cell phone. And Taylor ha- answered and tried impersonating yeah, yeah. Ivan oh Steinman. I, oh, so yes, pissed. that is definitely my wheelchair bound old friend of child. What did she say? I just who, who did she say she was? I don't even know what kind of hell I want these people to be in yeah. because I don't think it's like not fire and brimstone. It has to be dumber than that. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. But the man on the answering machine and the man at the new number were obviously two very different people. Right. So Don was told that she needed the Steinman social security numbers. And even after she left and called them back with the information, they said it would be at least a week before the money could be transferred because the manager had put a quote unquote hard hold on the account. <laughs> the manager read this scenario perfectly, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, this is completely incorrect. And you know what you know what sold it? What made them put the hard hold on what? was that they said like, okay, well, if we're going to cash this, you're going to need to get the social security numbers. And Dawn was like, I'll be right back. That's easy to get. And then she wheeled out the front door. And then the manager like looked at her go and was like, how did that wheelchair-bound woman come in the front door? Because the handicapped entrance, you have to actually go through the parking lot and take the elevator. There's two set of stairs oh that you'd my. have to go down. It was like 24 steps to come up the thing. So she... No, she just went down like a naked gun. So it's like she threw her wheelchair up the stairs, front sprung in a flip <laughs> up the stairs landed in the wheelchair and then rolled in i swear to god this and that's usual suspects yes that is uh that was their but trick there far dumber of course yeah. oh yeah now at this point taylor helter believed that the plan although delayed was still going to somehow work out as far as he knew the money was going to selena's account and going off selena's journals at the time she was smitten enough with taylor that she would have willingly given him every single cent she would have done anything he asked But this is the point in the story when things get truly confusing and it's hard to figure out Taylor Helter's motivations because he was, and I can't stress this enough, doing a lot of meth and a lot of ecstasy. (laughs) You just just need one clarifying drug. Oh, man. Advil? (laughs) Maybe. What brings you down? To hit a weed might actually help in this case. They were also smoking a lot of weed. Okay, Ah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, ostensibly, this plan was supposed to go down Four more times, netting the Children of Thunder $500,000 to fund their plan to install Taylor at the head of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It would have literally just been easier to wait every single day outside of the uh, church. family yeah, feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or outside <laughs> yeah, of uh, anything else. Um, price, the, is right. yeah, price, just, yeah, price is right. Price is right. Try to get on Price is right. He should have just expanded his ecstasy business. Oh, God. Yeah. Then, after it was done four more times... <laughs> The money would be transferred to Taylor, and Taylor was then going to kill Selena Bishop. That was the plan. Boom. That's it. We're transforming America. Said it and forget it. But Taylor didn't even wait for the first scheme to play out before he carried out the end of the plot. Possibly Taylor got paranoid and thought he couldn't trust Selena, and his megalomania was so out of control that he figured he could get the money from Selena's account with or without her Somehow. (laughs) I do believe that his blood was up. 
I yeah. think that they killed the two people and it went so poorly. Ugh. Right. They they had to rev Did up. Did they think it went poorly? Yes. Or they're just like, that was another perfect job. It was supposed to be easy and it turned mm -hmm. out to be far harder than they thought it was going to be. And I think the thing was, is that Taylor realized he's looking at Tweedledee and Tweedledum and he's realizing we don't have a lot of gas in the tank here because <laughs> Justin was like, uh, you know, say what you will, Dylan Klebold like. He is the no. dude that yeah. is just like, Oh, so I'm really not looking forward to going through that again. And then you got Dawn, who's just like, let me get back to the bank. I'm right. excited to get in the mix. And she's like, yeah. Dawn, you're done. Your part of the plan is over. You fucked oh, it up, no. Dawn. And now, like, you, I think there is a little bit of that of like, how, how, how am I going to rev everybody up? to do this another four times. Right. Yeah. And I think it all it was also, you know, the fact that he had orchestrated the deaths of two people and they hadn't immediately gotten caught. You know, I think his ego was boosted enough where he figured, you know, I can get to the Steinman's money without Selena Bishop. Doesn't fucking matter. And wow. so Taylor Helter jumped the gun and killed Selena Bishop for seemingly no reason. Oh. On August 2nd, Three days after murdering the Steinmans, Taylor invited Selena to the Children of Thunder House to stay the night in advance of a trip to Yellowstone National Park the next day. The plan was to have Justin Helzer beat Selena to death with a hammer that night. What a and fucking brilliant plan. Enduring yeah. risk. Yeah. Jeez. And after playing risk, well, not during risk. I know. Who knows? You never know. Because I get really concentrated and yeah. I'm getting in the zone. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's appropriate they were playing a game with a lot of red flags. Mm -hmm. hmm. And after playing Risk and smoking weed with the Children of Thunder, Selena was invited to come back to look at the newly remodeled bathroom. And that was where the deed would be done. Well, oh. you remember this bathroom, you was the an absolute slaughterhouse three days ago. Jeez. They had done it in the most worst they did it all in the worst way possible, so it was it soaked and smelled and yeah. No, they had remodeled it. They had done a full gut renovation in like a day and a half because you, they had butchered because wow, yeah. <laughs> they Seriously. had butchered two people in that room just a few days earlier. You'll notice the shiplap. Isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, Justin walked in behind Don and Selena with a hammer, waiting for Selena to turn her back. But when she never did, they all just went back to playing Risk. It is oh like my a, God. It's, it's a movie. It's a movie because literally he go like, they're like, all right, we're going to the bathroom. And then <laughs> Selena's like, okay, they go. And then Justin slowly raising the hammer behind uh, him being like, now, should I do it? It now? makes the and characters then, from Burn After Reading look like super villains. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Throw Mama from the Train. If very much oh, so. Owen loves his mama. <laughs> Owen loves his mama. From your A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily 
weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly, you know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at four o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. 
and fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Well, soon, Taylor bought Selena some wine spiked with rohypnol. But when Selena commented that the wine looked funny, Taylor took it back, gave her a new non-drugged glass, and came up with yet another plan. Are they all, like, making eyes at each other? That's the only way I could figure out, like, how is he shifting plans amongst each one? Is he going, like, we're going to have to do something else then for dinner, right, Dawn? And she's just like, do you want me to get the hat? Do you want me to go get my wig? Yeah, I love that hat. Well, he's bringing him into the other room because, like, the next the next time, like, he, like, takes... He's like, like hey, the Dawn, bird cage. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Don, let me talk to you in the other room for a second. And he told her... <laughs> and he told her that she and Justin were to wait half an hour after Selena was asleep in Taylor's room. Then they sneak in, put a towel over her face, and beat her to death with a hammer. But when Selena didn't fall asleep... She's not going to sleep. Yeah. What are we going to do now? What do we do now? Oh, my God. Mm. That's such a key component to our plan. Yeah. Taylor offered her a back row. And it was while she was face down in Taylor's room that Justin came in and brought down the hammer over and over oh. again, all while Dawn watched. And after five or so blows, Selena finally stopped struggling, and Taylor ordered Dawn to prepare for cleanup. But Selena still wasn't dead. After hearing her moaning from the other room, Taylor returned, hit her three more times himself, and slit her throat, which, according to forensics, is what finally killed her. Somewhat learning from their last dismemberment, the Children of Thunder placed the body on sawhorses in the bathtub for butchering and used chopsticks to pull body tissue out of the bathtub drain. That is all Dawn, too. They made Dawn do all of the cleanup duty. Mm-hmm. Like she went like, oh, God, well, everyone has their role in this ridiculously stupid plan. Yes. Going back to their old plan just to see what they could see. The Children of Thunder tried to get their Rottweiler to eat human flesh. The dog did indeed eat a few pieces, including skin featuring an identifying tattoo but the dog could only eat so much. <laughs> Poor dog. Oh, I feel bad for the dog. I feel yeah, so bad for dude. the dog, of course. And the thing was, it's not like the Children of Thunder were inconspicuous. They were known as the weirdos on the block. And a nosy neighbor had seen them take both the Steinmans and Selena Bishop into their home. And they noticed that none of them came back out again. To be fair, I don't think that was a nosy neighbor. I think that was just a, no- neighbor, a neighbor. And they're so yeah. stupid and bad at yes. it. Yes. By yeah. definition, they had to see it. Another neighbor heard the hammering and the sawing, and in a scene straight out of the burbs, very explicitly said on the night of Selena Bishop's murder that it sounded like they were breaking bones next door. This reminded me of in Tallahassee when I lived across the street from a meth house and watching them all like it must have been they smoked in the morning because then you'd watch them all come outside and paint the house and lawnmow and they do all of this shit out scurrying around like a bunch of cockroaches all day in front of the fucking house doing all this shit where you're like 
none of you are subtle. You know yeah. that, right? You know that you all think that you're just like there's normal everyday guys. And you're like, <laughs> no, you are you are cranked up, crazy yeah. people. Absolutely. Yeah. But after Selena was murdered and dismembered, Taylor realized that there was still a loose end to tie up. Uh-oh. See, Taylor had been careful while dating Selena to stay away from any sort of personal entanglements and had therefore refused to meet Selena's mother, Jenny Villarin. Remember this, boys and girls. If you're trying to talk to somebody and you think, and they're love bombing you, right? Like Taylor's hitting you with all the love you, I love you, you're, I've, n- I've never met anybody like you. We're, we're two twin flames and entangled in a torch and we're going to transform America. But he didn't tell her what transform America meant. But the idea is, is that they keep pushing all the dates because that's what she said. It was that like Taylor would make all these promises about hanging out and doing stuff. Oh, we got to meet you for family. We got to do, do all this stuff. And he just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Eventually you need like a reason, like a real reason. Because mm-hmm. I just, I'm an ecstasy dealer. Yeah. But one day, not too long before the murder, Jenny Villarin had dropped by Selena's apartment unexpectedly while Taylor was there just to meet this mysterious new boyfriend that Selena wouldn't stop talking about. So Jenny Villarin saw Taylor Heltzer's face. And from what Selena told Taylor just before he'd killed her, Jenny Villarin was house-sitting at Selena's apartment at that very moment with the full knowledge that Selena was supposed to be on a trip to Yellowstone with this mysterious new boyfriend. So, right after Taylor killed Selena Bishop, he and Don drove to Selena's apartment with the express purpose of killing Selena's mother. But when they arrived, they found that Ginny Villarin was not alone. She'd had a sleepover with a friend named Jim Gamble, and both were asleep in bed when Taylor Heltzer walked in alone with his pistol. Ginny was shot twice in the head, while Jim was shot through his right calf, left arm, chest, and neck. And since Taylor left behind a lot of easily obtainable cash when he quickly left the crime scene, investigators who arrived that very night after reports of gunshots knew that they were definitely not dealing with a robbery here. And again, Dawn is parked outside. What they said, so he went, they parked his truck outside of the house, a caddy corner on a, like, basically they put it, it was parked very badly on a corner. Or like, you have ever seen a car just literally parked diagonal on the tip of the corner? So that people were like, straight, like, yeah, no one does this. And two witnesses watched, like, they just watched a man dressed as a hitman get out of a car, go into a house, right? And then they watched a portly woman inside, chain smoking, chain smoking, chain smoking, throwing out cigarettes. And they're like, that's really fucking weird. A lot she's of DNA smoking evidence. She's straight up just smoking inside with a fucking the windows closed of her truck, putting out little fucking cigarettes back and forth. So eventually when Taylor left, these guys like they were watching her the whole time and she was watching them watch her enough so that Dawn emerged from the car and she went over the two witnesses. She's like, um, my friend was buying weed from a shady guy. So I was back up. And then scurry back into <laughs> the van. This is true. Okay, scurry yeah. back into the truck and drive off. We, yeah. we didn't. We didn't solicit. We didn't ask yeah. you to give no. us that information at all. Yeah. And, and the neighbor was like, "There's no weed dealers around here. Like, this is a pretty nice neighborhood. Like, there's no guys just like selling. Like, nothing wrong with that. But there's no guys like just selling weed out of apartments. Not, it here. doesn't work like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Is- it's also another crime. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, you're committing a bad crime. When you obviously have to confess in the year 2000, to a, yeah. a less crime, yeah. And so now that the murders were taken care of, for all the good it did the Children of Thunder, it was time to dispose of the bodies. 
Half thinking it through and half not, Taylor didn't want the bodies identified in case they were found. So he had Justin put all three disembodied heads on a towel and Justin spent 30 minutes knocking out the teeth in each head with a chisel and hammer. It's all DNA evidence exists. OJ was the biggest trial of the 90s. Everyone knows about DNA evidence. These people are so stupid. They're transforming America. No, they're and they're protected by God. You know what? Now that I think about current state of America, they may have won. They might yeah. have. Once that was done, the body parts of Selena, Ivan, and Annette were intermixed amongst nine duffel bags to confuse identification. And the bags were weighted down with stepping stones, stupidly taken straight from the Children of Thunder's front yard. Wow. That they rented. Wow. It's a rented house. They don't own the house. And they're not just rocks. These are like... Bots that like you could take slates. the stepping stones. Yeah, these are slates that were taken from the house that you could easily just walk up. You've, if you found these fucking stepping stones in the lake, you could just take them and right. think, put them right back where oh, they belong. See, that's where they belong. You see the holes yeah. and the gravel yeah. that they came from. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And after towing their rented jet ski complete with paperwork out to the California Delta, where they were photographed multiple times by toll road cameras, the Children of Thunder stopped at a place called Coath's Pirate Lair. I do wish that they all, and that's a that's a hint for an upcoming series, Ooh. but I, I do wish that they all were in, like, the village people costumes. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, you're, like, constantly trying to throw everybody uh, off. Yeah. Would you believe a police officer, a Native American, and a construction worker came in here the other day, Wow, that woman didn't look Native American. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. When they're in the middle of the afternoon, Taylor and Justin took the jet ski out and ferried the duffel bags full of body parts in four separate trips while Don waited on the shore next to a bloody pickup truck bed because these <laughs> duffel bags full of body parts were leaking a yeah, lot. Sure, I, I would got, imagine. And I should have been on that jet ski. I'm the one rented it. I'm go out there on <laughs> yeah. the lake. They're the ones having all of the fun. And I'm the, I'm the master of the Stay style. by the truck, Don. <laughs> I am. Yeah, just stay, just stay by the truck, there. I am. I ain't going anyway. Okay. It's a jet ski all the time. Thanks for renting the jet ski, Don. Is that That's better? all I needed. Okay. Well, after getting rid of the bodies, they got rid of the Steinman's white van by driving it to a bad neighborhood in Oakland. They left it there with the keys in the ignition and a spare set of keys on the uh, fucking ca- on the dash. Then they left the doors open and they blared rap music, thinking, oh, someone's I, definitely going to steal this. It's the most racist. That's racist bait. They'll hear the rap music coming out over here and they can't help. But be drawn to the rhythm and the beats. <laughs> and nobody was dumb enough to take the bait. The yeah. cops found it. Like, very, like nobody went. It's like, no, that is a weird trap of some kind. Not yeah. going to fucking go check that out. And so, therefore, this became a massive piece of evidence. And as far as the rest of the evidence went, including all of the Steinman's checkbooks, Selena's ID, and the gun Taylor had used to kill Jenny Villarin and Jim Gamble, that all went into a safe at the apartment of Mormon witch Deborah McClanahan, who still didn't have a clue what was going on. Well, she had Jeez. a... They, that's where he kept his meth and his ecstasy that he would sell. And he somehow railroaded her into thinking, oh, we all, I'm going to keep this safe. You don't know what's in this safe. You don't know what's in this safe. I'm keeping it over right. here. It's in your house, but you don't know what it is. Meanwhile, like he only went over there and took ecstasy out of it and mm-hmm. bug and drugs, other drugs, money and a gun. And it was all there. And she was just like, 
I don't know what's in that box. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to ask. It's your safe, you know. It's in your house. Well, meanwhile, the children of Thunder got to work cleaning their house after the very messy hammer murder of Selena Bishop. They picked up a steam cleaner, but when that didn't do the job, they called a professional carpet cleaner to come take care of it, saying Great. that Justin had cut himself and got some blood on the rug. Yeah, now, I, the I, uh, I was definitely peeling a carrot the other day, and I got a little bit of a nick. Justin, that's the perfect story, and don't forget, there's a Hippocratic Oath with the carpet cleaners. They can do no wrong. They also have the exact client same privilege. Client mm -hmm. privilege as a doctor or a priest. They mm -hmm. will never speak. They're carpet yeah. cleaners, and no one trusts what they say. Mm -hmm. The stains were actually so bad that the cleaner, who, God bless him, just wanted to believe the best, he asked Justin, hey, bud, do you spill Kool-Aid on this rug or something? Yeah, yeah some kind of Kool-Aid? Yeah, yeah. Some, blood some, flavor? Kind of, some kind of Kool-Aid here? <laughs> Oh. Wink, wink. Let me just let me see. There was probably several gallons of Kool-Aid. Kool yeah, right? you know, <laughs> adults just slam Kool-Aid and then dump it on the ground. And so this must be penny flavored because <laughs> you get that. And after Justin said, yeah, that's yeah. totally what we did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, don't just, do Kool -Aid, you don't do Kool-Aid yeah. parties? Yeah, yeah. Kool-Aid. Make a Kool-Aid, dump it on the ground, man. It's Spilled a lot awesome, of Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah, he and Don just left the carpet cleaner there while they went to the movies. We're going to see X-Men for real, because honestly, after she fake bought the tickets, I was thinking, I don't want to miss this cinematic yeah. event. There'll never be another comic book movie. <laughs> this is the last one. Any any idea what movie they saw, Marcus? I had no idea what movie they saw. I would oh, imagine they did probably go to see X-Men. There was yeah, also, what was, uh, what was in the theaters that summer? I think The Mummy was out that summer. Maybe that was 99. Maybe that was I the summer before. I really think that it was all about the X-Men, because yeah. then they knew... Okay, Dan, if someone asks us about the intricate plot of the X-Men, we, we will be able to tell them when we know the tale left unsold. Yeah, so, so smart. So, Don, what does happen to a toad when lightning strikes it? They get... Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, no, the same thing that happens to everything else. The dumbest fucking line in movie history. <laughs> Now, while we'd like to say that the Children of Thunder were immediately picked up for their crimes, the sheer randomness of it all actually oh, yeah. made this quite a difficult case to crack. But to the credit of the policemen involved, they actually did do one hell of a job putting it all together, all right. even if they were horribly haunted by it. I mean, it was well, all that's just the put job together. Of God, man. Oh, yes. No, well, I think what haunted the policeman more than anything, when, like watching one of the documentaries, the, the head uh, investigator in one, and I think the uh, Selena Bishop uh, disappearance, he was what, was, what haunted him was the sheer idiocy of all of it. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, it was also the brutality. Yeah, the brutality was, uh, was horrible, but he also just, he couldn't, it's like he couldn't wrap his head around people being this dumb. Yeah, because it's very similar because like I would put it close to the idea of like Richard Chase, where the level of brutality and childlike nature of the murder itself is far more sinister in my yeah. mind. And I'm like, yeah, I know that like obviously it's horrible what somebody like a highly organized killer like BTK does or the East Area Rapist, like that type of thing, like someone who really does like fucked up shit. Scary but, like, in another way. And yeah. highly planned, meticulous. There's something about this where it's like. They just didn't even know what the hell they were doing. They just, yeah. it's almost it's also worse. just so random because the people that were killed never knew that the, they had planted a seed and then no the tree clue. that grew was the yeah. dumbest damn thing ever. And it's like, really, bro? You're the one who's going to kill me? Yeah. Now, of course, the first bodies discovered were those of Ginny Villarin and Jim Gamble. And cops soon discovered that Ginny's daughter, Selena, was also missing. 
Meanwhile, the Steinmans had completely disappeared, with the only trace being the van found in Oakland. Now, on the side of Selena's investigation, cops discovered that she'd been dating a mysterious man who called himself Jordan, but the person who showed up again and again on her phone records was Justin Helzer, who was, of course, paying his brother's cell phone bill. And on the Steinman side, when cops were looking into the disappearance, they found out about the lime green weirdo in the wheelchair who had tried to transfer money from the Steinman's account to a woman named Selena Bishop. So dumb. Wow. And once the two investigations came together, it wasn't long before the name Heltzer showed up again in the Steinman's past dealings at Morgan Stanley. And then the body bag showed up. It seems like, you know, true detective, they got the strings and they're connecting all the dots. This is like when you give spiders a bunch of acid, because <laughs> when you connect these dots, you're like, I did it right. This is just how stupid this looks. <laughs> when does a moron become a genius? <laughs> like you're, you're starting to see the Ouroboros tale of like, well, they have they somehow made themselves criminal dundermines. Yeah, that's true. See, the children of Thunder were counting on nobody ever finding the duffel bags full of body parts because they weighed them down with oh. the stepping stones from their own house, and they had cut holes in the bag to keep gases from bringing them back to the surface. But all nine resurfaced and were discovered by either unlucky civilians oh. or law enforcement. And so it was known that both Selena Bishop and the Steinmans were murder victims, and a search warrant was obtained for the arrest of the Children of Thunder. Now, Justin and Don were very easily detained when a SWAT team stormed their house, but Taylor jumped out of his bedroom window and made a break for it wearing only a black t-shirt and boxers. I'm free! <laughs> I'm free! Like, you could see it. Like, I really yeah. viscerally see this John yeah. going, hey, Jeff, like, she's like, very easily being taken and him just like, him running like the Joker in that yeah. shot where it's like his hair is blowing in the wind. <laughs> Eventually, Justin was caught. They caught up to him pretty fast, but... He was then put in a squad car, and he asked for some air. The officer rolled down the window just eight inches, but that was enough for Taylor to wiggle through and take off running again. I'm fresh. <laughs> oh yeah, all I'm right. You, you know it. what? We're just gonna keep the windows up from now Holiday on. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Eventually. Taylor knocked on the door of a neighbor who thought the crazed young man without pants was a friend of her son's. As soon <laughs> as she let him in, though, it became obvious that she'd made the wrong assumption. And it's at this point that I think Taylor Heltzer, like, might just be cursed. Like, yeah. I think there's... He's there's, very bad. He's very, very bad. Taylor grabbed a knife from the kitchen and demanded her car keys, but she very truthfully had just opened the phone book to call Enterprise for a rental because her car wasn't running. It's not running, so I don't know. I, I can't well, help you there. Well, that's not part of the plan! You're not You're helping me transform America! Oh, my God. Taylor then pointed to the guns on the wall and demanded she take them down so she could, the so he could use them. But she told him again, very truthfully, that they were just her husband's Civil War replicas. They didn't mm, work. Damn you, heritage! <laughs> so what, he's going to go with the muzzle? Yeah, he's going to go with yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the muzzle Yeah, he's going to have a fucking oh musket. He's seriously going to be like, this will neutralize him. They'll be so surprised to see the Civil War era gun that they won't know that I'm the deadliest man in the world. See, the thing is, they're not going to die from the bullet wound. They're going to die from, from the infection. infection. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he then demanded clothes, so she gave him her husband's pants, but they were too big. Ah, so oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I'm just simply, I'm the Just give up, buddy. Just give up. So Taylor took some scissors so he could cut off his own hair, because he figured if I run, they're looking for a guy with long hair. And if I go out there with short hair, nobody's going to fucking catch me, bro. It's not Grand Theft Auto. 
You didn't just go get your car painted. No. Mm-hmm. But unbeknownst to him, this woman's son had been on the phone with the cops the whole time. And they very soon arrested Taylor Helter and took him to jail. Hey, oh. hey guys, do I look familiar? <laughs> Let's all think about this. Can I get some air? Are you sure it's this same guy? Because the guy that ran away had long hair. <laughs> Honestly, that cop is very lucky he didn't kill that family. Oh, yeah. Yes. That would have been a oh, bad. Yes. Just keep the window A lot of paperwork. Up. Yeah. yeah. Now, even though the Children of Thunder had done their level best to get rid of the physical evidence of multiple murders within their home, there was still quite a bit of circumstantial evidence left behind, including a lot of embarrassing Children of Thunder ephemera. God, I wish I could get some of this. this I know I'm not supposed to have any more true crime memorabilia in my home, but right. I, God, I would, this would, some of this would be great. In addition to a Rolodex that had the home address of the Steinmans, the cops also found paperwork for the jet ski rental. A note in the garbage can entitled Escape Plan. Oh, my God. Documents detailing the ins and outs of Into Me Sea adds for, quote, better orgasms and bigger and better penis in mm. Justin's room <laughs> and numerous LDS church documents. That's all you need. That's all you need to build a cult. Hey, uh, Sar- hey Sergeant Barry, come uh, on, give me that one piece of evidence there, the bigger dick thing. Yeah, sure, Leonard. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, it says step one. Tug on it. <laughs> That's incredible. It's that easy. Wait, you mean to tell me you've never had a boner before? <laughs> no. No. Huh. They also found receipts for 40 ounces of red phosphorus that Taylor was ostensibly going to use to make meth. But there was actually no evidence that Taylor had actually succeeded in building his own meth lab. He tried, but it did not go through. No. That was the one thing that he should have been able to do. True. Yeah. Cops also found numerous plans for schemes, including a tiered 401k plan for Into Me See sex workers. Oh, God. And they found plans for a venture involving sexy poker games in which oh. men could play poker with sexy ladies oh, and, have, nothing... and have sex with them afterwards for $800 nothing, a pop. Oh, nothing cool. hotter than a bunch of babes sitting around a poker table with their tits out and their, it's just such a sexy look. Oh, you yeah. Know, that's no, just... I think it's nice, but it is just, it's such a 15 year old poker is idea. not a hot it's not a hot game i yeah. think it's fun i think strip poker i've played a couple of those back oh in the day. my god again proving my point <laughs> but the idea of like just i the, can't even imagine who you played strip poker with college baby mm. oh my college man We're fucking gonna... sexy theater girls oh. Oh. i've got fat guys a bunch of fat guys skinny girls <laughs> it was incredible incredible times uh-huh. but then these guys like it is th- funny to think of it because it is such an 18 year old's idea of like wouldn't be fucking cool yeah. Yeah. We fucking play nutty. It's nutty poker. Now, yeah. this is so yeah. you, can have, you can have sex with them after. Well, as far as evidence for murder goes, Taylor had actually written out notes for possible justifications should he ever get caught. And Justin had written detailed flowcharts that plotted out how the Children of Thunder should react in certain murder scenarios. Mm. There were notes from Selena Bishop, receipts for a reciprocating saw, a sword, naturally, and multiple <laughs> answering machine messages from various carpet cleaning services. There, there's a heck of a lot of Kool-Aid, and there seems to be big chunks of Kool-Aid oh, man. Uh, all inside the caulking of the tub and inside of the faucet. Yeah, oh, Actually, they did make... They... they Produced so much blood that the uh, faucets had to be replaced. Uh, they actually sent Don out to get new faucets because they couldn't get the blood off of them. No. Oh, my God. But what really put the Children of Thunder into the stew was the Mormon white witch, 
Deborah McClanahan. Should have just let her be a porn star. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When she found out that the X-Men Denny's alibi she'd helped create was for a double murder, she flipped as fast as she possibly could. She told cops that they definitely hadn't gone with her to see the X-Men, nor no. had they gone to Denny's that night. And, and she, I would have remembered. Yeah. Of course, you never forget a Denny's trip. And she immediately gave them access to her safe, which held checkbooks belonging to the Steinmans and the gun used to kill Jenny Villarin and Jim Gamble. And to top it all off, when they finally tracked down the $10,000 test check that Don Godman had forged and deposited into Selena Bishop's account right after the Steinmans had been murdered, it was found that Don had misspelled the name Steinman. <laughs> who, who is Steinman, Don? Who is Steinman? Oh. I did a lot going on, honestly. I had to go to three different Don, stores. stay and, by the truck. See, and honestly, even just getting this line Don, green jumpsuit was maybe very difficult. Love you yeah. go by the truck. Just go by the truck. All right. Please. Now, in the lead up to the trials, it seemed like the Children of Thunder were going to stick together. But just before the trials began, Don Godman mm. flipped and yep. gave a full confession in order to avoid the death penalty. That's why we know everything that we know about the Children of Thunder. And honestly, I kind of think that that's why we don't know a lot of the details about the Children of Thunder, because I don't think Don had like great recall for I a lot that, of stuff. I don't know if Dawn should have been the secretary of the cult. But it, sometimes that's where you get to. Sometimes that, it's who shows up again. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You can't yeah. beg. No, what is it, can't. Annie Potts? She's no Annie Potts. She's no Annie Potts. No. That's right. Well, for her cooperation, she got 37 years to life. 19 days after Dawn flipped, Justin changed his plea from not guilty to not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay, hear me out. I'm not guilty by reason. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. <laughs> I'm actually a dog. How would I know? I'm just a dog. I'm only as good as my trainer. <laughs> but it was very easily proved that Justin was not insane, just stupid and weak. However, during the trial, Justin did become somewhat unmoored. At one point near the end, he started saying in open court that he wanted this life to be over, that he just wanted to die. Sure, go for it. And when the judge said that this wasn't the time for such statements, Justin seriously said, quote, I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I just want to die. <laughs> I just want to die, please. Can I please? Uh, well, just, you know, you'll have plenty of time to think about it. And even though Justin did eventually get the death penalty for his part in the murders, he didn't wait for the state to carry out the sentence. In 2010, Justin attempted suicide by ramming pens into both of his eyeballs. <laughs> God! Go! There's actually I so made, many better ways to even do that! I made a bit of a miscalculation. You did again! <laughs> Came away with blindness and brain damage. Oh, Can I get a do-over? Yeah. At least put it in your freaking ear or no, something. Yeah. There was, however, just enough function left for Justin to hang himself. And he did so in 2013 while being incarcerated at Sam Quentin. As far as Taylor Heltzer goes, though, he tried a different gamble. Just before his trial, he switched his plea from not guilty to guilty and did so without any deal in place. The gamble did not work. And Taylor Heltzer was sentenced to death for the five murders he committed. To this day, he sits on death row in San Quentin, where he tells psychiatrists that his schemes failed because he didn't hear God correctly. 
What if he's right? Well, he definitely didn't. He definitely <laughs> he did, did not. Yeah, because so this is not. If is, there is a god, this isn't one of his plans. No, you know. But you know what's so funny? The game of telephone. Mm-hmm. And oh, even yes. even with it four people, you're going to start hearing mix, mixed uh, messages. Honestly, so. when it came down, I realized I was just listening to God's friend. Isn't that yeah. insane? It turns yeah. out it was just Eric Clapton's uh, most recent album the whole time. Oh my just god, nuts! Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, it was really horrible. Um, what a fucked up story. Children yeah. of the Thunder. I'm I'm Children of Thunder. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm just pissed at that. All right. All right. Oh yeah, you should uh, be. You know, like I. It's an infuriating so much. story about infuriating people. Yeah. It yep. really is, and uh, it's just very sad that they, uh, with the power of sheer stupidity, and confidence, lives. stupidity and confidence, yeah, and they, wow. they ruined and meth, 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 meth. Yeah. Maybe they were all intertwined. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. there is a, they're all together in one big it's happy family. Uh, it's a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, I'm so glad we learned it. We got in deep. Uh, I learned a lot about S therapy as well. You know, all that shit's very, very intense. Sure. Uh, but next week we got a relaxed fit coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then. We're going to the high seas. Yeah. For the first time, we're freeing into a, in a realm of history that we've never gotten I into before. And I'm very excited. It's All right. Cool. So where, where are your most comfortable Uggs in your sweatpants for the next episode? Relax. 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 I want to thank everyone who came out to our shows in Boston and Mash and Tucket, Connecticut. Uh, you all were just absolutely wonderful. It was we had awesome. such a great time. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll be on the road. Check out last speaking podcast of, on the left.com. Check to, out. Uh, check out our tour schedule. And speaking of, check out, we've got, we are going, coming to the Ryman. All Woo! of LPN is coming to the Ryman Theater in Nashville. This is, it is June 18th. Every member of the entire network is going to be there yelling oh at you. Oh my God, yelling at me. We're yes. going to see your faces and we're so fucking excited. It's going to be a big night. Yeah. You'll be able to see Ed Larson, Ben Kissel, Henry Zabrowski, Holden McNeely, all eight of our nipples. All eight nipples. <laughs> and then you got, we I got a Jackie. Marcus, we got Marcus's Natalie. nipples are a little bit too tiny too to small. see from, stage. They're, from the they're, stage. They're small. They're real small. You are not going to see my wife's nipples, but she will be there. Carolina Doggo, because we're going to be doing a special No Dogs in Space oh, segment. Oh. Yeah, man. It's going to be fucking sweet. I'm so excited. Everybody who's anybody is going to be there. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for supporting everything we do. And uh, yeah, keep on supporting the shows here on the network. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Again. Magustalations don't kill anybody, please God, it's not right to do. I mean, you know, again, have a plan though. Don't melt the body. I mean, technically they had a plan. They did did have have a plan. plan. Yeah. They had a plan. It was a bad plan. plan. I mean, that's like being like, I'm on a diet, I'm on the seafood diet. It's like that's a diet, but it's also very stupid. Yeah, it's true. It's true. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real. But Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. 
plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.